Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.33 at Edmonton. Just before we go to Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at River Cree Resort Casino. This text from Dan in Okotoks. Bob, Calgary got the biggest free agent goalie, and it might even work out for them, but I'm happy they outbid us. Markstrom has had a couple decent years, but he has uh, also been the anointed one since he got traded from Florida for Luongo. Oilers didn't have the money, and I think Kenny hit it out of the park. I don't think uh, we could have moved Koskinen, and he didn't need to spend $10 million on our net. Well, unless we had Carey Price. That one comes to us from Dan in Okotoks. We go to our headliner today for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for their training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. Touchback safety remaining open for training. All right, Elliot, how are you doing? I got to tell you, you read that before I came on on purpose. Would I do something like that? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you would. Absolutely you would. And you know you did it. You know, Elliot, I was going to open up with the fact, uh, and we're now joined by a man who's been approached by not one but three Canadian political parties to run in the next federal election. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's get to, uh, you know what, uh, where do we start? This show is called Oilers Now, so why don't I ask you for your overall assessment on the body of work for Ken Holland? Um, you know, I think this year you had to be careful. Um, you know, the cleft bomb thing really, uh, really threw a, a wrench into your plans. Um, you know, uh, that was that was a, that's a big loss, and you know. It makes it makes a lot of sense now because you know Clefbaum, to people who know him better than I do, and there's a lot of those people, they really felt that um, he wasn't himself when he came back, and now it makes all the sense in the world. He simply wasn't healthy, and you know that that's a huge you know when Clefbaum's ready and and in shape and and healthy and ready to go, he's a huge part of what you guys do. And that's kind of thrown you into a little bit of craziness here. I did expect that you guys would be relatively quiet 
I think you realize you have to get through this year, um, and, and then you can deal with what you have to deal with next year, although now I don't think anyone's going to expect the cap is going to go up much, if at all. I like the tourist signing. Uh, you needed somebody uh, who could play center, take draws on his side. Um, I think that Kyle Turris is a lot better player than he showed in Nashville. And hopefully for the Oilers, he regains his form. His form. Um, you know, I think the one thing was the goalie. And uh, I really do believe that the Oilers thought they were going to get Markstrom. Uh, I think they were disappointed when they didn't. And then it created a bit of a scramble. And, uh, you know, I, I think that if they had known uh, that they weren't going to get him maybe sooner, um, I think you might have had a different plan and goal. Um, okay. Well, uh, clearly Markstrom was the bell of the ball in terms of the yeah. available goaltenders out there. Just, I mean, it's interesting in terms of save percentages because Koskinen, Cam Talbot, and Markstrom were all within, you know, uh, mere percentage points, like one or two percentage point differences, though it needs to be stated. Markstrom was clearly the number one the last two years in Vancouver. Talbot, well, one thing Talbot, I can tell you is, Bob, is that uh, Stephen Valaket, who works for the New York Rangers, yep. um, he created a system called uh, Clear Sight Analytics. I know and what the numbers are, so keep yeah, going. Explain they're, it. Ex- they're dynamite. Last yeah. year he was di- although he wasn't himself in the in the opening round against Minnesota. He had a couple of goals in the opening round that were goals he hadn't given up all year. See, and and I think you know here's here's the thing. Like the texter made the point about Carey Price, and there's only one Carey Price. It's interesting. Oilers signed Mike Smith to the one-year deal at one point five. They have some flexibility with that deal. Theoretically, if something were to occur during the course of the season, whenever that season is, Elliot, we get back yeah. to uh, uh, get back to playing for a potential trade. We'll see how it works out. I, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm leery of long-term deals. Yep. In general, unless you get quality, but I do think it needs to be stated. Markstrom is quality. Six or seven years quality in this kind of environment. Interest. You know, I get why Calgary did it. They've had a revolving door in goaltender uh, for the last several years. So now they've yep. got their guy. And the owners were right in there pitching. So I'm not going to be a, a hypocrite. Edmonton had the same designs and the same desires. Um, sometimes long-term deals don't work out. Especially yeah, with those. True. Right? That's just... You know, it's a gamble. Ev- Everything is a gamble. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, let's uh, let's switch. So that's the Edmonton story. Uh, let's switch to some of the bigger. By the way, what did you think of the whole? We had uh, Jerry Johansson on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. What did you think of what went down there, with Brendan Gallagher in, in in Montreal? Because it it kind of looked like it was dead in the water on like Tuesday, and then suddenly it's it, it's on and it's going by Wednesday. What happened there? Well, I, uh, what I think happened is that um, I, I thought that, you know, they were talking about an extension for Gallagher that was similar to the one that Anderson signed with the Canadians. And it was pretty similar. Gallagher's is, is one year shorter, but his, num- his AAV is a million a year higher. And I, I think when Anderson got signed, um, Gallagher was surprised and you know, we saw it happen in St. Louis with, with Petrangelo. Some, yeah. You know, you have loyal players in there, and you go and you and you haven't extended them yet, and you go and you give someone else a big deal, 
you know, that can cause problems. And I think Gallagher was a little bit miffed, and they continued to negotiate. And I do think that um, they reached a point where um, the talks broke off. Uh, Bergevin told them that, you know, it wasn't going any further than what they'd offered. And they were at a total stalemate. And Gallagher was frustrated. And uh, Johansson was frustrated. And they went public with their frustration. And, you know, the same thing happened in Montreal years ago with P.K. Subban before he signed his big deal. You know, he went to arbitration about an hour before the arbitration case. The Canadians made him a big offer. He rejected it because he was upset it got that far. And ownership stepped in. And before the verdict was handed down, he had the big extension. And I don't know if ownership got involved here or not. I don't have any indication of that. But I have, there's no doubt in my mind that just the whole thing that went public and what the reaction to it was, uh, Bob, it, it, it certainly got things going again. So as one of the reporters who talked about it, I'm expecting 1% of the deal. Well, who knows? Maybe the guy that's involved in the deal might be listening to the show right now. You never know who listens to the show on a daily basis, Elliot. You true. might be surprised. Switching focus, your thoughts on Taylor Hall, one-year deal in Buffalo. Um, you know, I, I thought the whole, I think the whole thing was interesting. I, I think there were a lot. I think there was a lot out there in terms of just maybe we can do this. Like, like I heard Vegas was really in, and I heard Boston was really in. Yep. But and I think he was interested in both of those teams. But both of those teams told him, you know, we have to do some other things before we come to you. And you know, I think he had some other one-year offers. Um, you know, I don't know if Colorado ever made an offer. I, I don't know the answer to that. I think that Columbus made him a term offer, but I don't know where the number was. Um, I just think that Bob. Uh, on Sunday, he reached a point where he had a lot of maybe, we'd love to, but we got to do this first. Um, there wasn't really, like, like the Vegas and Boston things, they were uncertain. They were interested, but they were uncertain about, okay, we've got to do this first. So I think Hall reached a point where he just wanted to know where he's going to play next year. And Buffalo had the big one-year offer. I mean, you know how much he likes Kruger. That's a big factor. He's never played it with a center like Eichel. That's a big factor. I think that it was what Hall liked most that he knew he was going to get. And that's a big one here. What he knew versus what could potentially happen. And I think he just said, you know what, I, I want to make my decision. I want to know and I'll, I'll try this and I'll see where it leads me. Are the Vegas Golden Knights, just circling back to Alex Petrangelo, and I've mentioned this all week, is, hey, Doug Armstrong's one. Uh, you know, been a part of a couple Stanley Cup organizations. It, one as a general manager. Far be it for me to second guess him, but I'm second guessing him. I never understood the Edmondson for Justin Falk trade. I didn't understand the Justin Falk contract. Mm -hmm. And now he's got Tory Krug basically, in theory, kind of replacing the dollars on Petrangelo. So he's got two smaller defensemen that have not excelled in top-end matchups during the course. I mean, let's face it, you're in Boston. You're a left-shot defenseman. Zdeno Chara has been getting the toughest matchups for 14 seasons, Elliot, like yeah. since 2006, right? You've been totally sheltered in that lineup. And Justin Falk surely was not getting that in the final couple of years in Carolina with the emergence of Slavin and Pesci. So 
which brings me to Vegas getting Petrangelo, but in the process, yet another move. Like someone said to me, Bob, it's like they chase whatever shiny toy is next, and, and part of me, Elliot's like, that's, a, that's an organization that wants to win. That's they're, they're all in. But is there something to be said for potentially upsetting the apple cart there? Well, yeah, I, I think there absolutely is. It's, it, there's no question it's a risk by St. Louis. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, they made it pretty clear to Petrangelo that everything he wanted, he was not going to get. And, you know, I, I think they bent on a couple of things. Not They gave him a, a partial no trade, no move, but not a full one. They did uh, say they put some bonuses in there, but... If you look at the bonuses in his contract with Vegas, you know, $35 million of that contract is in, is in bonuses. Do you know what the next highest in bonuses this year uh, on a UFA contract is Markstrom, who got $5 million in bonuses? Wow. Like, Petrangelo got $30 million more in bonuses than anyone else. And that shows you just kind of where a lot of teams are, if not most teams. And I think St. Louis let it be known that um, they were willing to go far, but not really far. And also, you know, St. Louis didn't negotiate with them for a long time. Like, there was something like one offer in 13 months. And then at the end, they tried both sides, but I heard it was never close. Like, you know, there, there was a, a, you know, there's hard negotiators on both, both sides there, people you want negotiating for you. Doug Armstrong is a tough negotiator. The guys at Newport, and it was Don Mia and Mark Guy on this one, those guys are tough negotiators. And I just think that it never was close. And, like, it was almost to me, like, in some ways, like St. Louis decided, um, you know, if we're doing this, we're doing it on our terms. And that's what they stuck to, and 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 they didn't vary off that. And as a result, you know, Petrangelo went elsewhere. I really do believe, too, Bob, that Petrangelo thought he was going back to St. Louis until Tory Krug signed. Like he really thought he was going to he was going to make the he was going to get an offer and he was going to take it back to the Blues and see if they would match it. And then when Tory Krug signed, he, that's when he knew it was over. All right, we're joined by Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort Casino. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Mike Hoffman, where's he going, Elliot? I think he's closing in. I heard the other day from a team that was out. Um, Hoffman's apparently getting close to talking. He's talking about a one-year deal. You know, it's interesting. Like, I was looking at the free agents for next year, and, you know, the two biggest names are probably uh, Ovechkin, who you think is going to sign, and Getzlaff, who you, you can't imagine playing anywhere out of Anaheim. I could. And those two guys... Uh, like if you look at the leading scores or leading goal scores uh, of all the guys who could be free agents next year, most goals per game, Hall and Hoffman, 0.35, I uh, uh, were 31 and under, like uh, relatively yeah. younger. So this could happen again. But I heard one year for Hoffman. I, I still think there's a bunch of teams in there: Columbus, uh, Buffalo, um, maybe Carolina. Carolina's been sniffing around some of these guys. I, you know, I really thought Nashville was going to be in, but I had some guys telling me they weren't as in as, as I thought they were. 
Uh, I think Florida's there too. It's, it sounds like he's, I know Montreal was interested, but I got to figure with the Foley and Anderson, they, they probably can't be anymore. Not sure, but it sounds like he was starting to narrow down teams. Those were some of the teams I heard. Yeah. Uh, a couple smaller guys, Athanasiu. Mm-hmm. Ken Holland mentioning the other day on the show that he did make an offer to both Athanasiu and Benning, restricted free agents, obviously didn't qualify him. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and Dominic Cahoon. Athanasiu, I, I heard Edmonton's offer to Athanasiu was in the $2 million range. Then he should have and, taken it. Well, you know what happens, Bob? Like, like this happened in Vancouver, right? Like, everybody, so Tyler Toffoli signs in Montreal for four times four seven five. And, you know, everybody says in Vancouver, oh, well, wh- wait a second. We couldn't have done that. Like, how come we couldn't have done that? And, and you know what happens? It's like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who've gone through this. You, you're going through a negotiation with someone and they offer you a pay cut. And you're like, screw that. I'm not taking a pay cut from these guys. And you go out there in the market and you find out the market just isn't there. Now, sometimes you have to go back to a situation because it's good for your family or whatever, and you have to swallow your pride. But other times, and plenty of times, you're going to say, you know what? If I have to take a pay cut, I'm doing it somewhere else. I'm not going back to that company. I'm going somewhere new, and I'll start again fresh again. And that happens. Like, I I think it happens a lot. Um, You know, like, you know, look at Tanev. Um, You know, he he felt that Vancouver ignored him, and and he left the first chance he got. It it just happens. It's it's normal uh, human behavior. So I could see Athanasio out there saying, look, like, I'm getting a pay cut. I'm not taking it. Now he's going out there. Maybe he gets more of a pay cut. I don't know. But pride definitely gets in the way. It, It definitely happens. I think he'll land on his feet. Uh, I heard there were. I, I heard it was a similar situation. Like, and that's happening a lot right now. Yes. Uh, teams are starting to go through arbitration, figuring out if they're going to use the second buyout window. And I think once those are open, we might see some more signings. See, and and in, in, in Matt Benning's case, he played four years at Edmonton, and uh, you know the writing's on the wall on the right side. Yeah. I totally understand him not taking a deal with the Oilers and, and getting a two-year deal with Nashville because I'm yeah. going to assume Edmonton might have offered more in a one-year deal. And a lot of the fans here appreciate what Matt – in, in Athanasio's case, he, he never got to realize what he might have been able to do and where he was going to be slotted in the lineup with who he was going to be slotted with. To me – and I don't think he's going to get two million, but I could be wrong. Like maybe somebody, maybe he gets a deal of two and a half for three million bucks. I'd be surprised if if that was the case at this stage. Um, I'll be intrigued to see where it goes. Elliot, final question for I'd you. I'd be surprised if he, I'd be surprised too. But you know, sometimes that's that's how it works. And also, don't forget, Benning's in a no tax state now, right? So it, yes, that's yes. a factor too. And and again, four full years here gave the team. I mean. He, he was a pretty good third-pairing defenseman for the Oilers. Yeah. He was a plus player every year. Totally makes sense from Nashville's perspective. Yes, yes, good team player, all that kind of stuff. All right, uh, switching focus, all-Canadian division. And, uh, you know, the reveal, uh, Bill Foley, this has been discussed before, and I know you and me two weeks ago talked about does the American League look at having the three uh, American-based Canadian AHL affiliates come to Canada as well. But just give me your thoughts. Would you like to see an all-Canadian division? Oh, for sure I would. I mean, who who wouldn't want to see that? Um, well, that would it'd be really helpful for Sportsnet, would it not? 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, selfishly, there's no question that would be a ratings bonanza, I think, for us. I think it would be very good. Um, but, you know, like, like, look, like, good thing Bill Foley does interviews, right? And it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's good news for all of us. And Eugene um, Melnick. And Eugene Melnick. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? I got to tell you, I, like, both interviews were good. Like, I, yes. they, you know, they were good interviews. They were, they revealed stuff. Like, Melnick had the great line about, um, the 6,000 fans being an improvement. I thought that was pretty funny that he can laugh. Also, but Melnick has a pharmaceutical background, so I was legitimately curious what he had to say about where we're going. Um, I don't know, uh, Elliot. Elliot, I don't know any owners that have a pharmaceutical backing, uh, ba- yes, background. Yes, of course. Yes. There's, there's no one else. But, um, you know, like, the thing about, uh, I think we all believe there's a good chance that there, or at least a decent chance there's a Canadian division. The border obviously will tell the tale. But it was nice to hear an owner say it. No question about it. Um, you know, I like... I think we're all curious about it. Um, you know, also the Canadian teams are, are the three, you, uh, your team, Calgary, uh, Vancouver, they're also wondering, like, what happens to their AHL teams yep. if the borders close? So I know there's some talk about do you bring them into Canada? And if you bring them into Canada, do you centralize them? Or do you have, like, a Western tour so it makes it easier for you guys to play against each other? I don't know. It's, this is all stuff that's being talked about. But, it, look, I think at the beginning, the, the NHL didn't like the idea of a Canadian division. And then, you know, now there's the, 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 out of necessity, um, you know, it's something they're at least planning for. It's an option, although obviously in a perfect world, they go with normal. Now, the other thing here, too, Bob, is that the players have made it very clear they don't want bubbles. Right. Even the temporary ones they're not crazy yep. about. So. Yep. I mean, how are we going to solve this all? It's it's a good question. Bottom line, when you're in those positions, uh, running leagues, you got to be relentless in trying to come up with solutions. You can't just you know put your tail between your proverbial legs and quit, because then you end well, up with an out. Then you put have announcements like you sports did yesterday. You know, it's, and, it's you know it's it's brutal. Like you know, I like it, it's so hard and it, it's such a brutal time and and people are getting clobbered it's, it's really too bad you know the thing about batman and i know people don't have a lot of sympathy for batman he just had to grind to pull off a bubble right and yep. they pulled it off much better than anyone thought and the players deserve a ton of credit and the executives and the, the league and everybody who was there working on it whether they were a league employee or not like they deserve a ton of credit and I think this challenge, the bubble, pales in comparison to what they're about to try to do. Like, I do not envy this task. It is a massive, massive task. I'm going to be disappointed not poking fun at your purple ponies in football and you having a run at my Golden Bears in hockey. That's going <laughs> to. But, uh, Elliot, it's been awesome, man. Thanks. Thanks for your time. My pleasure, Bob. Have a great weekend. You bet. 1254 in Edmonton from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Creek Resort and Casino. That is Elliot Freeman. A reminder, guests and oilers now receive gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that oilers now sent you. We'll take a quick time out, and when we come back, we'll get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Oilers Now. 
Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks, Connor. And speaking of Connor McDavid, 1256, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Sunny in Vancouver. Bob, Taylor Hall played with both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Um, Elliot mentioned that uh, this is Taylor Hall's chance to play with the best center he's had. Well, in fairness, I, I don't think he played more than two or three games back in the 15-16 season with Connor McDavid. You would recall at the start, McDavid was actually with Benoit Pouliot and Neil Yakupov. And Taylor Hall spent a large percentage of that 15-16 season with Leon Dreisaitl and uh, Teddy Purcell. Remember him? You can text us at 780-496-0063. Brian says, Bob, the greatest team in the NFL history is the New England Patriots, and they always think team first. Uh, for St. Louis, they have Pareko, who's a way better player than Petrangelo, in my opinion, for Brian S. Brian S., I know Colton Pareko. I've done events with Colton Pareko. He's as good a guy as you'll ever meet. He'd be the first guy to tell you, Brian S., that Alex Petrangelo is a better player than him. I'm sorry, man. I mean, Alex Petrangelo uh, and Shea Theodore could potentially be in 2022 if we're fortuitous enough to have a Winter Olympics and the players will be going. That might be a defense pairing for Canada. Uh, I love Colton Pareko. I'd love to have him in Edmonton. He's probably, well, he's unequivocally a top four defenseman, but Alex Petrangelo is one of the 15 best defensemen in the National Hockey League. And again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Bob, all Canadian division, A. Eh? Didn't every Canadian team just get a little bit bigger and tougher over the last year? Senators went out and grabbed like four tough guys. Flames play super dirty and like to hurt our guys. I think the Oilers should trade Alex Chase on for Nick Ritchie, ASAP. Interesting. Interesting one, to say the least. Uh, I know there was some discussion. The Oilers have an extra right wing. I think that's fair to say. They could put, I mean, as it stands right now, Josh Archibald's likely playing on the left side. Uh, the Senators went out. They lost Borbietsky, who's a tough defenseman. Uh, but they brought in Gabranson. And uh, before that, they brought in Josh Brown, who 27 and under is one of the two, two or three toughest players in the NHL. Then they signed Austin Watson. Hmm. Uh, this texter comes from Fear the Finn. He is a San Jose Sharks fan. Bob, I'd be the first guy to tell you that the San Jose Sharks have more than 20,000 fans. I don't know. When I go to San Jose, and I've been there lots over the years, it's not like it is in Edmonton. Like in Edmonton, you're taking on, what was Ken Hitchcock's line? In Edmonton, you're playing against the whole city. For what it's worth. What do I know? Off to a global news weather traffic update. Up next, uh, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Eileen Bell is the next voice you'll hear here on 630 Jed. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.